This is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Hello. Back Hello. again <laughs> to talk about more pop culture news. <laughs> yeah. The world moves on. Another day, another drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, as um, Taylor Swift says. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that was from something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just okay. gearing up for our for our Patreon episode where I think I'm wrangling Laura into a a deep dive of look what you made me do. So oh, for gosh. anyone not not um subscribed, um I don't know the term. Not a part of our Patreon. Um fun things are happening there, so you can check that out. And then of course Matt and I do bonus episodes as well. Um we've talked about his love of Big Fat Liar. Um our general love of cartoon characters and uh, who knows what's coming up next, but yeah, I was worried they were going to say that you had somehow wrote me into a Taylor Swift themed episode <laughs> for that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we did not discuss that, but you <laughs> trying to ambush me on the air is a, is a tactic. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, but did I we mean, get any sure. reviews, any emails? Oh shoot. Uh, I, I don't think we got any emails. Let me look and see <laughs> if we got a review. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Contrary at this. to Matt's energy, we actually do care about reviews and we enjoy getting them. So if you haven't left us one, consider doing it. It's a great boon to us. So Oh, I think we have two new reviews. Shut up. Wild. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, this one from Jackie Nooms says Moo uh yes. Yes. Three S's. <laughs> Five exclamation points. Must listen. Even if you aren't interested in the topic, you'd enjoy it. This is more than just culture. It's fun banter and discussion and lifts my mood so quickly. Matt is so clever and has a unique take on things. And Shelby is so happy and funny. And the banter makes me feel like I'm hanging out with two of my best friends. But seriously, Matt is clinically hilarious and genius. And I actually laugh when I hear Shelby's great laugh. So funny. So, wow. Okay, okay this is wow. a great review. Yeah, um, that's a lot to unpack there for my therapist, I think. <laughs> I am so funny. Shelby <laughs> is here. That's what the yeah, review, I think, said. That's what said. I heard, too. <laughs> okay, good. Glad. Okay, we've established the hierarchy of the hosts. <laughs> Got it. Uh, well, I guess, you know, reviews are nice, however they come, and, like, everyone's <laughs> entitled to their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I made you read that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was yours. So we we almost missed Touching. it. Didn't have it in the episode, yeah. but now we do. Not gonna cut well, that. I'm no. glad. I'm glad they're appreciating it. And um, you know, Matt's funnier now that he's spent more time with me. So I feel slightly responsible <laughs> for that. Okay, sure. Um, you want to get into all the news and everything? Yes. Um, I'm excited to report uh, Prince Harry has announced he's writing a tell-all book about his life. Um, not oh, just as yes. a royal, but as the man he's become. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a big story, but also not because he's done the press run a couple times now. Um, he obviously did the Oprah interview with Meghan Markle, but then he was also recently on 
Armchair Expert, the podcast with Dax Shepard. Um, and he did a, I want to say it was Apple TV um, or maybe something with Oprah, some channel Oprah's involved. <laughs> but he was on a mental health like TV show he produced with Oprah where he talked about some stuff again. And so I, I feel like it's not going to be like a juicy Jessica Simpson style, like celebrity tea spilling um gossip rag you know he's he's already said that he'll never name names about like who said oh how dark will the baby be so I don't think he's gonna renege on that and I think he'll still honor his you know upbringing and he clearly has a lot of love for his grandmother um I'm sure a lot of it will just be about growing up and his the loss of his mother and you know his marriage and all that but I'm holding out hope that there's a little bit of you know spice in there too I feel like this will be one of those memoirs that like bustle or vulture whatever can do like an article that's like the 10 things we learned and it's like one of them is maybe like halfway interesting and the other nine are like nah okay (laughs) and then the rest of the book is like sort of things we already knew yeah. I wonder yeah. how much money they got for this because well, he says he's donated it all to charity. So Well well, yes, but I'm just like wondering how much it it how much they paid. Like is he getting more than the Obamas? Is he getting oh, I, you know you, you don't have the, the I don't uh, publishers. Well they just <laughs> announced I think they just announced this today. So I don't have the <laughs> I don't have the yeah. I haven't got the inside scoop yet from the publishing. Very peeps. good deal, a good deal, an okay deal. Well, or... I'm I'm sure it was a significant deal, but <laughs> oh right, significant. Yeah, you know, there's only there's only you know that 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 cutoff is like what a hundred thousand dollars or something like whatever this yeah. is. I'm sure is in the millions, but I'm just yeah. wondering like how many. I guess I would. I guess I'd argue that this was less than the Obama. Is that wild? I I feel like obviously there's an interest in royals, but this is also a U.S. publisher, and um, I don't know. I guess I guess my question is like, what has more universal appeal? Right. Because <laughs> obviously the Obamas and the royals are huge, but like, are people in China more likely to mm-hmm. read Obama's book or the royal book? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, they've colonized a lot of places, but doesn't right. mean they're excited about <laughs> right, exactly. the royal tell-all. I mean, he he basically um, abdicated, so maybe there's some good blood there now. But I mean, I feel like there's probably some stuff about that decision, which might yeah. be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, the way he talks about it is that he wants to tell his story, you know, his truth. He's... He wants to talk about everything that he's learned and he's grateful to share what he's learned. So I feel like it'll be kind of, you know, dry, but also just helplessly interesting in some points because it's just a totally different world than Mm -hmm. any of us. And and that we aren't clued into in the same way because they keep such a tight ship over there. Yeah, I feel like that would almost be more interesting to me than... Than yeah. some of the like more personal stuff. Like I just want to know, like, what do you have to do? Like, how is it annoying? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's it like what having the, the servants? You know, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll read it and do an episode on <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, another like weird sort of piece of news that came out recently is that Netflix is now expanding into video games. Oh. They hired on like a team of people who are going to be in charge of their like video game wing. And I was sort of confused as to whether this would be like you can like rent or play video like other video games on Netflix or whether Netflix was making their own video games, but I think it's right. the latter. I think that Netflix is like making their own thing, yeah. which is That's interesting. Interesting, because I feel I like feel there's like it's not really hard to succeed in the video. Well, game yeah, world. that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think that there's that many sort of independent like video game systems outside yeah. of the like major three, and. So yeah, I wondered it like if if is, is it going to be a console or I mean I guess it's just like if everybody already has Netflix then that sort of that system's already built in. Mm. I don't know. I'm interested to see what it is and what kind of games that they do. Like, is it <laughs> going to be more Mario type things or is it going to be like Call of Duty? Like, what's the or Fortnite? There's so many different ways that this could go. Are you a big gamer? Not really. <laughs> I mean, truly, I probably will play none of these games ever, but. I think it's interesting because I do know gaming is such like a huge industry and it's an industry that it seems has kind of been like left alone for a while for the most part. So if Netflix is getting in on it, you can only imagine that it's, it's just a short period of time before you have Amazon and the other film studios and all of that kind of stuff trying to hedge in Apple. I guess maybe Apple already has one. Why no. do we all I think, no, it's insist on becoming the same company? I just hate it. I resent it wholly. You know, I was at the mall the other day in Austin, and they had an Amazon bookstore, and I was just, like, disgusted by its oh, existence. Oh, yeah. Those are so gross. I hate them. It just made me feel like I was living in a dystopian universe and just And they're not down, even good like, bookstores. Yeah. They're, like... It's like all the books are facing out, so they don't have very many. It's all based on like algorithms and stuff. Ugh. It's just, uh, it's so nasty. Horrifying. Come on, Jeffrey, like, you can do it. <laughs> what? That's Bo Burnham's song. It's gone viral on TikTok. Like, get in the nomad, honestly. What song was it? The Jeffrey. Epstein oh, the song. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. I was I was, it was distracted by whatever. <laughs> yeah, but whatever your accent was, I was just like, what is she it's doing? Not an accent. Whatever was happening, it was not I was undistinguishable for me. Well, anyways, that's all that's the only good contribution he's had to the world and it was not even him. So, hmm. um okay, what's next? Um, okay. Um, I know you're just going to mock me for bringing this up, but I feel like we should update, you know, where we are in the Britney Spears, um, saga. Oh, and yes. So- well, what are you back on the locker up again train or <laughs> okay. have you developed yeah, your opinions? I, I rolled the tape back on that episode and I never, ever said that. I said there's more to the story than a single thing and some you know delirious all you can say is oh the money like you know where's the proof but um since then quite a bit has happened obviously there was the um ronan farrow piece that he did with um gia torrentino tolentino tolentino um which was really obviously a a well-researched piece i mean he's the one who broke the one of the one of the uh people who broke the harvey weinstein story um 
so that was really thorough, brought to light a lot of egregious overreaches of power of Jamie Spears and everyone involved. And kind of the the most upsetting thing to me was just that her mom was like, yeah, I didn't want Britney to hate me, so I didn't want to be conservator. And it's like, wow, <laughs> good choice. Um, you learned a lot about how, not necessarily like more about like um, Britney Spears's. uh diagnoses or medications but more the limiting factors of the conservatorship where she was she was refused um to hire her own legal team even though you know you could literally murder someone and get a legal team so it seemed like a weird gap in our so-called justice system and things like that and so i think that piece really helped propel the um behind the scenes work too, because after that, a bunch of people on her team stepped down or said they would refuse to participate in the conservatorship until it was sorted out. Um, And then the judge just this last week said that she could finally have her own representation in this case. So she hired, you know, a big wig lawyer to take it on. Um, But more on the salty side, there's been this like battle (laughs) between Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears on Instagram. And I don't know if you've been tracking this at all. Um, Slightly, but not like <laughs> fully. So obviously Britney Spears in her, in her piece at court said that her whole family should be charged and like they were criminal and like whatever. And so people took that to mean literally everyone, including Jamie Lynn, who's her little sister. Jamie Lynn then posted a sort of, you know, Instagram story that's like you guys don't know the truth like I'm close with my sister just because I don't post it on Instagram doesn't mean it's not real Britney Spears was like then posted a cryptic sort of Instagram that's like (laughs) people will try to you know latch on to you now that it's popular to do it but where you where were you when I was drowning um and so then they thought that was a response to Jamie Lynn but most recently she posted an Instagram to her haters who were like complaining about her dancing videos and her weird Instagram um, style and they told she told him all to back off and was explaining that that's really the only outlet she has and directly mentioned how she didn't like that her sister was able to perform her songs to remixes when she couldn't perform them herself because I think she did a sort of a concert in 2017 or something and so which was sad but then Jamie responded with an Instagram post that just read me the peace of the Lord be with you and your spirit. And then Brittany, she replied with her own post that said, may the Lord wrap your mean ass up and joy today. And then she danced, did a dancing video to Billie Eilish. And then that forced Jamie Lynn to completely erase her caption. And she just like didn't acknowledge it anymore within like two seconds. So really the, you know, Brittany won that round. So congrats to her. I feel like it's empowering that she um, continues to find her voice and hopefully her legal team is able to sort things out. Yes. Uh, and, and also in, in this process, Brittany was tweeting free Brittany, which she hadn't done before, like acknowledging oh. the movement and all of the people who are supporting her. I was at a uh, dinner with somebody when that Instagram uh, tweet went or Instagram went up and he was very excited and was shrieking about it in the restaurant. (laughs) So I was uh, acutely aware that that was happening. Um, But yeah, I, I, I 
I'm very glad that Britney Spears seems to like, there seems to be movement. There seems to be like a route of escape for her at this point um, that she can get out of this conservatorship, which, you know, if it was necessary at the beginning, seems like it has been unnecessary for quite some time. And I'm glad that, you know, this is over and that she's, or is maybe coming to Mm -hmm. an end and that she'll be able to move on with her life, whether she wants to do more music or just, you know, like go someplace and do nothing or whatever she wants to do that she won't have to deal with all of these legal rigmaroles um, every time she wants to make a decision for herself. So that's exciting. The only other piece of news I had was that they, there were, uh, there's a new Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover <laughs> out that has a transgender woman on it oh, named okay, Lena, Lena Bloom. Also, Megan Thee Stallion is on one of them. Um, Very exciting. So, so I guess that's kind of exciting. But also, I was like, obviously, Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover is like iconic mm. and, and has been, you know, a like cultural touchstone for quite some time, especially for like random horny guys. <laughs> But, like, do we feel like this has any cultural cachet anymore? Like, does it matter who they're putting on the cover? Or is it, like, no. Victoria's Secret where it's, like, <laughs> yeah, like, we've moved on? Well, I mean, I laughed out loud. So I, I don't think it carries any weight. I mean, I guess anyone's happy to get a magazine cover. But magazines themselves are, like, such a non-thing that it's almost like, well, okay, you get, like, one post in your Instagram feed and then the story's over. So... In some ways, sure, it's still a powerful item that gets to bring attention to people, to an audience that might not usually see that. Um, but it does feel sort of like, okay, Sports Illustrated, congratulations. Like, <laughs> welcome to the woke Olympics, you know? I mean, I guess probably the audience for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition is the last audience that would be excited <laughs> yeah. about a transgender person. So... Yeah, it does feel like that. Maybe that's exciting because this yeah. magazine will be in the hands of people who, you know, might not necessarily be on board with the LGBT movement. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Anyways, do you have any other stories? No, I guess it was a slow week. Slow, but I do week. have a love okay. it. Oh, um, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, so I'm. Sh- oh. I think we must be talking about different things. Or the same. You never know with us. Um, huh? I watched Loki on Disney Plus. Um, the the season finale was last week. Um, it was good. I was really excited by it. I I liked. I loved WandaVision. Absolutely hated Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Did not finish it. Could not care less. And so I came to Loki, sort of being like, okay. I mean. It'll probably be good, but I don't know if I'll love it as much as WandaVision, which was able to do so many new and exciting things and really dig into the characters and had so many good actors, whereas I'm less keen on the Tom Hiddleston of it all. But I will say, I think it was a really fun show that kind of reminded me of the same vibes you get with Avengers Endgame. There's a lot of around this, like, not time travel per se, but this you know, timeline, this idea of a multiverse. And you realize that the, the, the timeline that we're living in, that the Avengers takes place in, um, is all part of this setup by this unknown sort of man behind the curtain, these timekeepers who have set up what's called the sacred timeline. And if anything deviates from what they want to happen, 
you know, past, present, future, then those people and those timelines are kind of trimmed off and, you know, science, I don't know, whatever. Someone's dug into it can explain the tomorrow the war, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it worked in a really pleasant way. Um, Owen Wilson is sort of a buddy cop figure to Loki's kind of, do you trust him? Do you not? Mischievous, bad guy vibe. Um, and I think even you would have fun with this. It, it's, it was directed by a woman. There was a lot of queer representation, a lot of um, people of color. So it felt fresh and new. And I think an exciting mm, look at what's to come for the Marvel Universe, where they do seem to be trying a little harder. Um, and it also kind of introduced the next big bad guy for the next phase of Marvel. In And this is a spoiler, I guess. So if you're still watching Loki... skip ahead but jonathan majors made his debut as as kong as kang as sort of this like villain that exists in a lot of different ways in the marvel comics but here he plays sort of this like god-like figure who has you know comes from the way 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 future where he realized that he cracks the code to explore other multiverses makes a mess of it and then cleans it all up and makes this sacred timeline and then loki's forced to decide if he agrees with this like you know ruling with an iron fist of letting things like thanos and letting things like cutting off other timelines work or if he should just do away with the sacred timeline and let the multiverse run askew and it was like, it was, everyone was having so much fun. Everyone was doing such a good job. I really think it was a strong show. And I don't think it'll get the same, like, you know, <laughs> we're talking about the Emmys next week and the the love that WandaVision had. But I think it was like a fun little piece. And it's one of the only ones that's been like officially announced for a se- season two. So I think more is to come. And you'll also see Jonathan Majors in his role he's next officially listed to be in the next Ant-Man, which I think is like three years down the line. But as the multiverse is, you know, hinted at in WandaVision, it's in the title of the next um, Doctor Strange. I think Spider-Man has announced that it'll have a lot to do with it. Like it's clear that this is going to be an extended sort of long running angle for the Marvel world. So I I'd recommend it. I think it was a lot of fun and it'll make it it's easy homework to prepare anyone who's facing the next few years of Marvel. Yeah, there's so much Marvel coming out, and I'm already, like, uh, <laughs> fatigued. Yeah, um, but at I least d- you know which outfits were best. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I have not watched Loki. Um, will I? <laughs> Maybe. I've got we've got Emmy stuff that we're talking about it yeah. on Thursday. I've I'm trying to catch up, watch that. Movies are back in theaters. You know, it's hot girl summer. We got Jam. lots yeah. of stuff. Yes, had to watch Space Jam. So many things. So will I watch it? Who knows? But glad that you <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, I watched the new Space Jam. Oh, okay. It was <laughs> not good. It was pretty bad. Did you see it? Did you end up seeing no, it? No, of course not. I knew it would be trash. That's why I res- I resisted doing a whole episode about it. There's no way that looked good in any universe. But here's the th- here was my thought going in. It's like okay. on paper, the original Space Jam also looks like it'd be terrible. Like right. if you explain that idea to somebody, it's like, no, that's going to be so crappy. And yet for whatever reason, it works in a million different ways. And so I thought <laughs> maybe... Million. 
Yes. Space Jam is a classic movie and it's so funny. I mean, do you do you not like the original Space Jam? I've only I really I told you, I've never really like identified with it as a kid. So I think I only okay. saw it like once. So I don't have okay. strong feelings about it. We watched it a ton growing up. And I really okay. like like Bill Murray's in it. I feel like Michael Jordan's funny. The Looney Tunes are funny. The plot is like kind of weird, but like at least makes sense. This they really went all out. Well, they they sort of did a couple of different things that I think <laughs> shot themselves in the foot. One, LeBron James is not a particularly good, like, dramatic actor. He was in Trainwreck a couple of years ago, and I remember thinking he was, like, funny, and that is sort of a comic. But yeah. in this, he's the main character. It all focuses around this relationship between him and his son, and his son doesn't want to play basketball, and he wants him to play basketball. It's also strange because there's lots of people in the movie playing themselves, like LeBron is playing LeBron. But then the movie is focused on LeBron's wife and children who are not his actual <laughs> wife and children. And right. it's like Sarah, Sarah Silverman is in the movie like playing a uh, like a media executive person. But then there's other celebrities in the movie who are playing themselves. So it's very it's very strange. Um, but it's just it's it's so focused on this relationship. And then and then so it's too serious. And then also there's all of this technical stuff regarding like this algorithm that's trying to take something over and pulling people into the computer. It's just way too complicated of a plot. And it sort of doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense. And it ends up getting along. Oh, the best no. parts are the Looney Tune parts, which I think are pretty entertaining. And something that I feel like you would find enjoyable is that because this is a Warner Brothers movie, they have access to all of the Warner Brothers properties. Hmm. So because they're in this like computer system that's owned by Warner Brothers, there's a lot of references to tons of other different movies. And a fu- pretty funny sequence is like LeBron James gets to the Looney Tune planet and Don Cheadle, who's like the bad guy says like, okay, like you have, like you have, we're playing each other in basketball and your team is like, this is the Looney Tunes. And he's like, well, none of the Looney Tunes are on this planet because they've all like gone off onto other like sort of multiverse planets within the WB world. So there's this extended sequence where LeBron James and Bugs Bunny are going around trying to like rescue the other (laughs) looney tune characters from so other stupid. movies but so there's a whole sequence where it's like mad max where there's like a bunch of the looney tunes are like in the mad max car race and that's pretty funny i will say so there's like some bright spots in it um oh, good. but but overall not great i saw it on a date at the end he was like what would you give this i said a five and he was like a four so <laughs> five you know that's pretty generous there were some funny moments. He, but again, Wait, like I so said, so what would you give like um, Sonic the Hedgehog? I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. I know. So what's your what's your scoring system? I'm just trying to find. I feel like I would give here. that like a seven or eight. Okay. Okay. Well, what's like a two? I guess. Like, what's your lowball kids movie? I mean, I feel like two would have to be something that I truly like hated, hated. <laughs> you know? Right. 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 Okay. Like That's I feel like fair. most most movies have like some kind of redeeming quality oh, in right. them. You're like maybe like like Captive State is probably like a two or a three. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. So this is a happy medium. This is Matt's middle ground going forward. Is is it better or worse than Space Jam: Return to Space? Yeah, uh, probably most things this year will be better. (laughs) This is one of the worst movies I've seen so far.
Like I'd watch Tomorrow War again before I watch this. <laughs> Tomorrow War has a six on the math scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this scale. I'm gonna need a long <laughs> throat. It's sort of it. you know, I sort of just like decide based <laughs> on the moment. We can't we can't really look too closely at this. It'll fall okay, apart. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tomorrow. Oh tomorrow. War. Okay, whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> we're talking we're we're done with this episode. We'll be back on Thursday. We're talking about the Emmy nominations. And I feel pretty good about these. I feel like we've seen a lot of the stuff that's nominated. So I feel like we'll be able to talk about this very thoroughly. Um, In the meantime, follow, sign up for our Patreon, buy some of our merch, follow us on social media, leave us a review, all the good things, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye.